Hello, everyone. Welcome to VR Verdict Podcast, episode 127. I'm PJ. I'm Wookie. And I'm Anthony, developer of Bocce Time. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Good. PJ. It is so bizarre we finally get to talk to you because I reached out very early June before the game came out and we kind of chatted and then I'm like, yeah, you know, let's get you scheduled and we were booked so long in advance. It's like, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost forgot about it. And then you messaged me a few days ago. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot that was going to be going on. That'll be cool. Yeah. I've sat on one of your interviews with uh, Let's Talk Oculus podcast. I was the cameraman for them when you were talking yeah, I to remember them. You. So that, <laughs> was, a, that was fun. That was a floating <laughs> camera in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to start off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about Bocce Time and and how that came to be, and we'll just go from there. And sure. maybe explain what Bocce is, because aside yeah, from one yeah. word in Family Guy, I'd never really heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. A lot of people I think are unfamiliar with. I didn't even know about it myself until there was a, a game that came out on the PlayStation Move back in the day that introduced <laughs> me to it. I had no idea what it was before that. But uh, Bocce, I'll start with what Bocce is first, right? Which is, it's a really simple game where uh, players throw out a smaller ball called a Jack or a Polino, and then two teams take turns trying to get their respective balls as close to it as possible. It's kind of like horseshoes or... Uh, or cornhole or something like that yep, but you can get multiple points yeah you can get multiple points depending on how many balls you get closest to it and uh that's basically it there's not really much to it it's pretty simple it's just there's a lot of skill that's involved with uh your throwing technique and how accurate you can get how close you can get it to it or <laughs> applying spin stuff like that to get it around obstacles and i have a bunch of in bocce time i have a bunch of um different like sort of novelty courts that you could play on so there's the standard court which is basically just a long straight box that's just about trying to get the right power and get the angle right when you throw it and then there's other ones where it's like uh tires stacked on top of each other to try to throw it through or like uh there's one that kind of looks like a mini golf hole where it's sort of this boxy t-shape where you can bank it off corners or try to throw it into these triangles stuff like that so trying to put a little bit of a twist on it and uh, the game is pretty much inspired by two other games that I played, which was, I think anyone who's looked at it can see Walkabout had a pretty big impact. Yeah. <laughs> and then also uh, that game I was talking about where I learned about Bocce, which was uh, Sports Champions on the PlayStation Move back in the day. That one had a Bocce game in, and it did a similar thing where it had a bunch of um, sort of novelty courts to break up the formula a bit and give you stuff to play on. Yeah, and... Um... There's also a table where like you go up a ramp and land on a table, which is a lot of fun to try and get it to stop. Um, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> but uh, you know, anyone watching the video here and some of the video in the background, I love how all the courses are in like a in a yard or a playground or whatever you want to call it, disconnected, and you can actually free roam all over and look at things. And it's just a nice setup. Like you finish one court you can all just walk to the next one without any loading or anything like that it's really neat yeah i like i i had a decision to make early on whether or not i wanted to do it that way or just have it where it was individual courts like sort of as their own separate like scenes in unity where you would load them up individually 
but it seemed pretty clear pretty early that it would be a lot better, I think, to have it the way that it is now where you can just freely go between them. And it also opens up uh, when you're playing with your friends, you can actually sort of extend the courts as a result because you could stand in one courts like throwing area and throw it into a different court you know just to try to give yourself that extra challenge of like oh i have to throw it over the fountain or whatever whatever it might be it doesn't work in single player because the bot will be like what the hell are you doing but with with your friends it works out pretty well oh and speaking of your bots um i was kind of I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but I was glad to see that they look like cousins of us, where they're a little white head with, you know, hands and oh, yeah. look very yeah, similar yeah. to what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what you look like in the <laughs> game, too. Yeah, right now. You dropped the video in when I was setting up, and I didn't even notice the pill head. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just floating pills. <laughs> everyone's just floating pills with some baby black eyes. It's a good look, I feel like. It really embodies, at least me, as a person. Yeah. If you had given um, one of those those to us for an asset, we could have put like our faces, but it could have been. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, speaking of the AI, I I love that um, if you play the game single player, like they have a pretty good sense of humor. They're kind of mean sometimes, which I love. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of tease you a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my Uh, humor to a T. It's all uh, not super (laughs) cynical, but just sarcastic, you know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But um yeah, it's the game's really neat um for many reasons, but you have single player and then you have up to four people with cross play between Quest and PC, which mm-hmm. I always love and enjoy. Um that's just a great feature for VR, so uh really great to see that. Yeah, it was actually uh a pretty easy thing to implement because I'm using a, a third party multiplayer suite called uh, photon and it basically handles that for me so there's not much i have to do in fact there's basically nothing i have to do for the crossplay <laughs> to work i just have to make two different builds and it seemed like <laughs> anyone who's worked on a pc vr game can tell you that there's not that much i mean there's a pretty good community there but it's dwarfed completely by the quest community yeah. so if you want people on PC to be able to find people to play with, then you're pretty much going to yeah. want to make sure that you get the quest community involved or it's going to be, you know, they're just going to be stuck mm-hmm. with their friends, which is fine. I mean, that's how most people play it, but I'd like yeah. for there to be the option for you to just find some random person online to play with. And I'm a PC VR fanatic. I love the Same. quest as well, but you, you can't touch it. But you, like you said, it's kind of dwindled with the quest being um, so popular, which is, you know, understandable, but just mm-hmm. having that option to not be that isolated is always a great thing. So appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I play it. When I play the game, I play exclusively on, uh, on PC myself. Cause that's how I prefer it. Also, it looks a little bit nicer on the PC, yeah. but, uh, but I played it on the quest also. And it there's, for me, there's like a three throw adjustment period. Like it feels almost exactly the same, but I know there's just something different between uh, I use the index controllers on PC and the, the Quest controllers. So it's like, it's it's pretty close, but it takes me a few balls to like get back into yeah. my form. I was going to say, just blame the controller weight. You know, it's different headset. Yeah. That's all it is. Not the game. <laughs> yeah. And I think the controllers have a different like uh, center of mass based on, because uh, the, the <laughs> touch controllers are so small by comparison, you know? So it's like the ball's like, exactly at the center of it and then the index controller it's a little bit of an offset but um, that's what i'm used to yeah and it, um like i said i kind of saw you promoting the game before launch and i was like 
I was literally, and I think I told you this in chat, literally just playing a walkabout with a bunch of friends before that, like the mm -hmm. day before. And we were talking, I'm like, why doesn't there like a bocce ball game? And the next day I saw you and I'm like, what? Oh, this is freaking awesome. Uh, uh, so you actually knew what bocce was before that? Yeah, I feel like that's I, my, my biggest hurdle is like so many people just don't know <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it was actually my, my mother-in-law and like her sister play it a lot. So um, we play it every couple times every summer and it's, it's really neat. Like, you know, you throw the little Polino and then you... I, I'm I'm like it's the same game. God damn it. What? Yeah. Wookie can attest to this. I'm kind of a jackass in any game we play. So like I'm more about knocking other people's balls away than like mm -hmm. getting close to it myself. So <laughs> that's fair. I mean it's a it's a viable strat, you know, it works out pretty yep. well. <laughs> or if I'm the one throwing the polino, like it's going in that ditch that no one wants to play by and the whole hole and <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's a surprising amount of strategy for just throwing yeah. out some balls. You know, like it's such a simple concept, but there really <laughs> is. It kind of blows my mind that there's such a like tremendous skill ceiling to it. You know, because mm -hmm. it's like it's not difficult. Like the concept is super easy. Anybody can figure it out. You, I don't even have a tutorial in the game. I mean, there's like the <laughs> little bit of text that tells you the rules, but it's like anyone will pretty much figure it out after throwing a few balls. But then when you get to a point where you can start throwing it, like really straight lines and you have your your dialed in and you get your power dialed in it starts to become very competitive and then you just play. Yeah. i've i play it every day i play for an hour or two pretty much every day with a couple of buddies that's awesome yeah it's just a nice uh relaxing environment to hang out and you know with your friends just like real life and play the throw some balls and chat yeah that's what i mean that's what walkabout sort of taught me because before uh, I've been making VR games for a while now. And my last one was just a single player RPG. And it was like a really long, uh, you know, it's like 16 hours, something like that. And it's, but it's a single player thing, right? It's called Vengeful Rights. If anybody wants to check it out, <laughs> but uh, I, I suggest it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But they're a free demo also on Steam, but um, it's a single player experience. So while it's really cool, I feel like it doesn't take full advantage of what vr is right when i started working on it i thought it did because i was like oh it's all about these cool uh interactions you can do with motion controllers and really feeling like you're in the game putting you in that position and that's a big part of it but then when i played walkabout and you're just hanging out with friends just doing something that comes naturally with the motion controls mm -hmm. it's just it elevates it to a whole nother level it's like the social aspect of it feeling like even here us sitting around this table right it feels like we're actually sitting around a table talking to each other Instead yeah. of just sitting at our desks, you know, talking into a mic through a webcam, maybe like this is just weird. feels much more natural. Yeah. <laughs> I love to hear that because you wouldn't be there's I mean, most we talk to a lot of devs and most of them say the same thing you just said, but there's a there's always a handful. They're like, why don't you just do a Zoom call? Like, because <laughs> we're <Fair>. VR. <laughs> yeah, we might as well embrace it. Yeah. Why, yeah. why wouldn't you want to just like feel like, oh, I think one of my controllers died. Fair. Well, oh. my right controller is going to hang out right there. <laughs> it's a good spot it's for Eternally it. pointing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Watch where you're pointing it. Yeah. If you think I'm pointing at you, you know, I'll do it with the left <laughs> until that one dies. With the game, like, I, I'm just going to assume it. it you don't have to get specifics, but I'm assuming it does, you know, very well on Quest and mediocre on PC just because of the client base. 
sort um, of. Uh, it, it's done better on PC than I expected. Oh, nice. Which Because I, I didn't have high expectations at all. Like I said, I feel like most people don't know what Bocce is. So I was, I was like, oh, this will probably sell 100 copies and then be dead. <laughs> but uh, it's done. It's done a little better than that. But yeah, the quest is outperforming it. It's like two, two to one, almost three to one, I think. Yeah, I was on um, vacation for like a week with my wife's family, way up north somewhere, and we were playing bocce ball in real time. And I was just getting my ass kicked. But like I said, they play a lot. Yeah. So I I got sick of that. I'm like, I'm gonna get my quest out, and I'm just gonna play by myself and kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just play some virtual bocce. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, uh, what do you look like in VR playing bocce ball? You, you look like you're cupping. Like, yep. <laughs> if somebody would walk by and see you with a headset on, you just. <laughs> yeah, we were nope, in this no little area. Count. There were like all different cabins, and I was sitting on the porch every morning, just playing. I think I was playing Moss Two pretty heavy at the time, and a couple people walked by, and I had like a hoodie on too, and they, you, you could see them just stopping like. What the hell is that guy doing? <laughs> but then when I was playing bocce kind of out in the open, there was a lot of people like standing around, like trying to figure out what was wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. So, like years ago when people first started wearing those, uh, those earpieces for the Bluetooth smartphones yeah. and everyone <laughs> was like, who's he talking to? And I think he's crazy. <laughs> now. This is the next evolution. It's like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> like, is he just hallucinating? <laughs> Once it's uh, a smaller form factor, people will have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So I was trying to get to a point where, like, so the game's been out for three months and... Um, uh, about two months now. Two months? A little over two. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of know the answer, but I just want to ask anyway. Is doing well enough where you're going to add do some additional content or...? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm... Um... I'm working on a second park right now. It's almost completed, in fact. Or That's I awesome. mean, I have all of the the courts are made, and I have them set up in a, a nice area where you can move freely between them like that. It's a totally separate park, so it won't be in the starting one. It's on a, a pier at sunset on the beach. Oh, and, that sounds uh, awesome. it's got, yeah, it's got a cool vibe. I'm I'm really liking it. And uh, but I've got to build up the environment around it. Do all the you know the the usual additional work like setting up ui elements and switching between scenes and all that for users to make it an enjoyable experience but that's coming pretty soon and then i'll be as much as i love these pillhead people i'll be putting in <laughs> a uh, <laughs> you know a character customization setting so people trail. will be able to to do all that up oh, <laughs> trail yeah we got a bunch of different customization options i can go for that i probably will and there's new balls and everything that come with the courts because if you if you don't know when you beat the bot you get uh you unlock different balls depending on the court you beat them and the difficulty you beat them on that's awesome why don't you go through um some of like the options and different features you have because it's you know when you first pop in you're in this little not quite a gazebo but a little shed kind of thing yeah it's and called a pergola all... apparently or oh. a pergola i don't know i think gazebo <laughs> also but the, the technical term <laughs> is i think pergola it's pronounced about short but yeah it has a, a bunch of options there in the beginning and you know the controls laid out for you and uh more coming more options because i think options are always a good thing but uh yeah <laughs> yeah it just gives you the standard rundown of different locomotion styles you know teleporter smooth motion smoother snap uh turning 
And then there's some throwing options. So you could switch between what button you want to use to release the ball or how hard you want to throw it. You can amp it up to like 200% and down to 50%. <laughs> and uh, the spin, you can apply spin to the ball by rotating your wrist when you throw it. And I find that some people, well, most people would do that unintentionally initially because in real life, when you throw a ball, rolling it off your fingers is a big part of it. And in VR, that's not really a thing. So there's a little bit of a learning curve to... Uh, yeah to get used to not doing it, but people would do that a lot and they would end up flicking their wrist a bunch in the motion and they would apply backspin to the ball unintentionally. So it's, it's off by default, but you could turn it on once you get a little more comfortable and then start doing, you know, more, uh, more advanced throws, trying to weave the ball through certain ones on the sides or put it around an obstacle, that kind of stuff, or just backspin. Backspin can be really useful, especially on that ramp court. Uh, you're yeah. talking about because <laughs> like if you don't have the power dialed in perfectly it's pretty easy to go past it but if you can get some good backspin you can keep it from rolling off or even get it to go behind like those triangles or something on the table yeah and um i think if i remember right you can use either hand to throw so it's left or right hand which is a big deal yeah you gotta have that in vr and you can also just turn off one of your controllers if you want to just play one-handed because you don't really need two hands for a game like this, where it's just throwing a ball. So it's, I mean, the, the locomotion becomes a, a little bit more wonky with turning and moving on the same controller, but it's manageable, especially if you're using teleport. No. I'm still trying to, <laughs> still kind of <laughs> blows my mind that you, you create such a great game. Like the, the ball throwing, like I think is, it's like super good. Like it's really good. Without ever oh, playing you. the actual game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I've never actually played real bocce. But I think that's a testament to that sports champions game I was talking about. Because yeah. it, I pretty much just tried to recreate what they did, but in VR, which immediately makes it better, in my opinion. And then also online yeah. multiplayer, because it didn't have that. If it had that, I think I would have played it for a really long time. Because I was having friends come over all the time with the PlayStation Move just to hang out and yeah. play some some playstation bocce but uh <laughs> yeah the throwing took a little bit of work i mean it, it wasn't a ton but it was uh you know a fair amount of tweaking just to get it to feel right or experimenting with different things and then the the biggest part of making the game is naturally going to be the physics of because the whole game is physics based right so it's just trying to get the balls to <laughs> to feel right and like they're doing what they're supposed to do because if you're unaware as i was when i started working on the game Physics and games are all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's not actually doing what you think it's doing. Like it's all just a trick. It's a visual trick. It, it does some of it pretty well by default, but the the default physics engines are like NVIDIA physics, they'll get you a good portion of the way, but there's a lot that you end up having to do on your own to uh, to actually make it work. You would think a ball rolling would be the simplest <laughs> thing in the world. And it's not that crazy, but it's, there's a lot more work involved in that than you might originally expect just to get it to actually roll properly and stop when it's supposed to stop. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you, like I said, I play like a, a bastard and hit other people's balls. Like mm -hmm. I just, it's, it just works really well. And then you can, and the, when you hit it and it goes off, like it just feels like it, it feels real. It's great. So you nailed great. that. Good, good. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm trying to put in, uh, especially with this new park that I'm working on, I had to do a lot of uh, physics reworks because, like I said, since it's all smoke and mirrors, a lot of it 
was not designed specifically for the first park, but I just got it to a point where it's like, it feels good here in this environment. Everything is working the way it's supposed to work as far as I can tell, except for there's like a, a little bug where when the ball is like making contact with a wall while on the ground, it'll roll super far. Like it just stops accounting for physics or uh, for friction on both of those obstacles and it just rolls based on like a default value, which uh, I have corrected now, although it's not updated in the game yet. And a lot of people don't even notice it because, you know, most people don't try to ride the wall because that's kind of boring <laughs> compared to just putting it in the middle somewhere. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the new park, I've got all new um, courts and they have like, you know, concrete floors and uh, different sands and wood planks and stuff that you're playing on. So it's, uh, I had to do a, a bit of tweaking and, upgrading to the physics stuff that I had set up so they could handle all of these different things. And now I think I'm in a pretty good spot where any future courts I want to add should just work. I shouldn't have to account oh, for nice. anything more, but uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. You never know until an issue pops up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Kind of interested to see how that, how like a cement floor would react with those. It nice rolls. Thud and then a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it bounces. It's got a pretty good bounce to it with these ceramic balls. Not like a huge amount. It's not like it's going to go back up 70% <laughs> of the height or anything like that. But you can, you know, bounce it over another ball pretty easily, that sort of thing. And it, it rolls for a long way. So it's more about finesse than uh, really trying to throw your arm into it. Yeah. No. The couple um, actual humans I've played in the game, like, I always found that throwing shorter kind of messes with people more because, like you said, finesse. Like it takes almost more skill to like get it to where you want it to go in a short area than a, like the long end of the map. Yeah, it's two tip. totally different <laughs> uh, like skill sets. Like you'll see some people have a really straight line on them when they throw it, where they can get it like it's going directly at the polino every time they throw, but then they just don't have the power management dialed in, so it ends up a couple meters short or it overshoots by a bit. So it's like it, t it takes a lot of. Uh, practice to get it to a point where you can do both of those things really consistently and it's never going to be a hundred percent perfect if you could get a touching the plino every time that'd be a pretty boring <laughs> game right like yeah. the whole game relies on the fact that humans are just inaccurate by design right we're not robots we can't do it exactly the same way every time so yeah it gets interesting do you have any um like lumpy hilly parts coming up <laughs> sort of so the i have nice. a court that's uh i have a couple of well a, a lot of what i had to do was based around like ramps because ramps weren't being handled uh especially well in the first showing of it which there there hardly are any ramps except for the the ski ball one onto the table which that one worked fine because there's like no friction on it but anything else it was uh problematic so in this new one I've got three, three courts that have like ramps play a pretty prominent role. There's one where it's just like a mound in the middle of it where you try to like, you can try to roll it up and get it to stop on top of the mound or just intentionally roll it around the sides. There's one that's like, uh, it's kind of a half pipe uh, with this sort of long beam going down the middle of it to one end. Okay. Oh, if you're, if you have a straight line, you can get it to roll all the way down to this uh, box at the end of it. If not, it's probably going to fall off to the sides, which are like broken into sections. And then there's half pipes on the sides that you could uh, 
you know, try to ride it up the walls or you could try to throw it and just get it to bounce into these different like compartments. And, um, and then there's another one kind of like that table court, the ramp court, except this one introduces uh, moving obstacles. There's like a big propeller that's spinning oh, nice. on the opposite side of it. So you have to, a little bit of a timing element to it and then, you know, the usual stuff behind it. So you're kind of blending in some mini golf things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'm trying to cool. add. I, the idea, hopefully, is that every court feels different from the other courts. So you have a reason to play on it, you know, or they reward different um, play styles. So like the tire court in the, the starting park is totally different than all of the other ones, right? It's exclusively about just being able to throw it and get it to land where you want reliably instead of relying on roll or trying to hit somebody else's ball. And there's another one kind of like that in the new park where it's literally just a giant sandbox with a bunch of uh, like props and obstacles placed around it where it's, there is no roll or it, it might bounce a little bit, but it's pretty much just like beach bocce. You're literally just throwing out the Polino and then just trying to get the next one to land as close to it as possible. It's, it's almost exactly like horseshoes, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. You know, mixing up the play style and the challenges is, is awesome. Yeah. And it, we have these um, tournaments that we've been doing in the Discord like every week. And it's interesting there because you'll see people who excel at one aspect of the game and maybe struggle at another aspect or they're just better with one thing than another. So they have these different options based on that where they go, oh, we have it where every, uh, Every match is three games or best of three. And I always start on that standard court, which then the loser gets to pick the next court that they play on. And nice. it's interesting. You'll see a lot of people go over to like the tire court after that. Cause they're like, yeah, my rolling game, I don't really have dialed in, but my throwing is pretty good. So I'll try to yeah. go over to one that rewards me for that so that I can try to get the edge back in my favor a bit. And then maybe get this to a game three. That's awesome. I got a sad one. You're saying like, in real life, anyway, I and I guess VR too. Like I can land the ball pretty much where I want to, but it's the getting it to stop where you want it. That's kind of my mm -hmm. weak spot. <laughs> so that sounds. Yeah, awesome. there's a lot of a uh, lot of options there between just how much power you put on it or how high you want to throw it. So like it plops when it lands and loses a bit of energy, or put like I said, a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but I've seen a few people play more the traditional way, which is that sort of you overhand it and you give it backspin as you're releasing it. That's like the traditional throwing motion for yeah. bocce, which I don't use myself. I do it more like throwing a bowling ball, I guess. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's interesting to see people have these different techniques that they use. And even just between the throwing, I was playing the other day with the member of the community and we were playing on that ramp court and he didn't have the power really dialed in where he could just get it to stop after rolling up the ramp and slowing but his approach was he would throw it at the ramp instead of rolling it along it and it would work like it would hit it and then roll up a little bit and stop but it would lose so much power when it you know banged into the ramp that it would actually help him not overshoot it so it's interesting to see the way people figure out to uh to get what they're trying to get done <laughs> you gotta get wookie in at there at that point you got i should probably try it but at that point like way back when we were kids we used to go bowling and i would bowl sidearm that's what i was gonna say like, yeah it's like like i was just literally pitching that thing down the thing. and one time more than one time i'd hit it in the gutter and it would pop out and hit a bunch of pins sideways because it had so <laughs> nice. much spinning force to it 
but I could only do it for like four frames before my arm was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would just be like raw power and then like... (laughs) Yeah, you hurt yourself. I mean, my my arm's been pretty sore the past couple nights because of the the new park I've been playing on it with the buddy testing things out. And there's a... Well, your arm's not moving here. Dead. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, we've been going up because, like I was saying earlier, how you can go from one court and throw to another. And a lot of these courts in the new one are uh, larger than they were in the first one. So one of them oh, is, nice. it's kind of like that uh, that lawn picnic area one, but two or three times the size, maybe. And wow. it's, uh, <laughs> we've been going up to a different court and then trying to throw it to like the back of that one which is like i don't know 70 meters or something like that like it's just far <laughs> and uh, we've been giving our arms quite a workout that's awesome yeah. i always find it interesting so in your opinion because i i think maybe we chatted a little after the let's talk oculus one but mm-hmm. you've been a gamer your whole life correct yeah like, definitely yeah so you've made a couple games now at least two for VR. I don't know if you've made more than that, but there's a you find one. It... Yeah, I made a, an escape room game before, Vengeful Rights. Nice. Do you find that, like, is it more entertaining and more, I guess, fun for you to, like, create a game and, like, test out things and stuff than it is playing actual games, or is it kind of, like, a whole different thing, or? Um, it actually does. I feel like it, it trips a lot of the same, like, dopamine reactions in the brain you know it's it's sure. it kind of feels almost like playing an mmo you know where like <clears throat> if you ever got really into an mmo where oh, yeah. <laughs> you get in that mindset <laughs> then you probably know you get in the mindset where you're like all right i'm gonna get off right after i do this thing right i just want to <laughs> oh i gotta i gotta go to the auction house real quick and check this out oh yeah. and you know what i might as well just craft this real quick before oh i gotta do the daily here i'll just and and just that sort of <laughs> mindset i do a lot of that same uh action with game development and there i mean i play a lot of games specifically for the challenge of them that's one of the things that i find to be the most enjoyable in games so i'm a big you know like dark souls fan that that's sort of where i like to be challenged and have to come up with a strategy and make it work and game development works the same way a lot of the time it's pretty much just setting a goal for yourself and then having to overcome all the various obstacles because there's a ton and just sort of strategize around what works best and how to do it best and also plan for the future there's there's more like micromanagement right because if you're if you're writing your code well then it should be modular and scalable so that you can add on to it later without breaking things so it's like you're you're not just trying to do the quick dirty fix sometimes you do which is not ideal but occasionally (laughs) it's you know it's warranted but more often than not you want to try to plan ahead yeah and, it's and tuesday as and you thought you'd be done coding for the day on sunday so you gotta yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there yeah sometimes you're just like eh, i'm never gonna touch this again you know this is just i need to do this quick little fix i'll just throw a, a check in there real quick and then it'll it won't be a problem until it is a problem you know but i'll, I'll deal with it then if it ever comes up you know sometimes that's the play but it, it's interesting because i do i the the making of a game, especially because I'm a solo developer, it's kind of like playing a single player game that I get really pulled into. And then nice. I, I find myself when I'm pl- actually playing games, I'm playing multiplayer games more often than not with uh, 
with buddies. So it's, it sort of scratches both itches there where it's like, Oh, nice. I want to get in and, and just have this challenge that I have to overcome and figure stuff out and like, you know, be more brain taxing and more like it's almost puzzle based is what it feels like when you're, <laughs> you're coding, right? It's like, how do I do this? What's the best way to do it? How do I do it in the fewest steps and keep it concise? All that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. I hang out with my buddies. So it's, it's a pretty even split between how I like to spend my time, but there are times on both ways, I guess, where I'm either like, I just want to work on my game for like a week. Like there's, I've got, you know, some big idea that I really want to get implemented. I know exactly what I want to do. So I'm just going to throw myself at it completely. And the other times where I'm like, I don't really feel like doing anything right now. I'm just going to chill out (laughs) and, uh, and game with the boys, you know? Yeah. And that I think as a gamer, like there must be some kind of rhythm to that. Cause there's always like, Oh, I'm really feeling so like single player games. Like I don't want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I just want to play the crawl in my mm-hmm. hole and play this for a month. And then you're like, I don't, not, I don't feel like playing anything. I just want to hang out with people. So yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's interesting. It it works the same way. It's like I remember when The Witcher Three came out. I was like, all right, guys, you're not going to hear from me for a few days. I don't want to be in yeah. Discord. I don't want to hear anybody talking while I'm, <laughs> I'm playing this game. You know, yep. I'm trying to get totally into this story. I'll see you in three, four days, maybe. We'll see how yeah. long it takes for me to beat it. And then other times you're just like most days I'm just sitting in discord with uh, buddies and we're going through various game rotations like PGA or rocket league or whatever it might be. Nice. I'm just going to ask, you know, what big games might drop that would pull you away from this and make you do a single player game experience. But I was aiming at the Witcher three and then that. Yeah. Yeah. The Witcher three is amazing. When they released the Witcher four, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not totally sure, right. Because of what a catastrophe uh cyberpunk ended up being so if they release a witcher 4 i'm excited but i'm like i'm cautiously optimistic you know it's 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 not guaranteed like it used to be yeah Yeah. it sounds like they're pulling a no man's sky with that so maybe you know it's gonna be all right (laughs) they've been doing some good stuff with cyberpunk i haven't come back to play it yet but i was the same like i pre-ordered it i'm like they just got the money done i don't really try to pre-order games anymore just because that's like yeah yeah, they were one, one of those did, developers. Yeah. They were trustworthy. Yeah, like like FromSoft, right? Like FromSoft releases another game tomorrow. I'm buying it sight unseen because it's. I know they make what I like, right? I've never played a game from them and not enjoyed it. So they're nice. the kind that when they put it out, I go, yeah, that'll come. And CD Projekt Red used to be like that too, until yeah. Cyberpunk. And now I'm like, eh, <laughs> they've got a they little bit of a spot back. on their track record now. And I was stuck in a cyberpunk for a while, like a good couple yeah. weeks until I started to notice like the NPCs were like breaking down. And then I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. those pre-launch videos had all this stuff. <laughs> Where is this? Yeah. Stuff? And then I started noticing the icons had like this, some of the skills and they were like not really doing what they said. I'm like, did I make this? Did, did PJ and I make this game? Cause this seems very unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went was, back and I looked, mean, and like everyone is confirming it. I'm like, you bastards! I actually got a refund. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I, I saw yeah. some articles where they had some of the developers talking about what the conditions were like, basically when they were working on it, and they were, it was totally unfinished. They were, they were saying how, uh, you know, the the higher ups basically would come at them and go, "Oh, you guys made The Witcher Three, so you can make anything, right? That's yeah. lauded as one of the best games of all time. Like, you should be able to knock this out." And they're like, "Yeah." But this is a totally different game. Also, a lot of the people that worked on The Witcher 3 don't even work here anymore. But yeah, yeah give us two years. We got it. They're like, cool, six months. And, <laughs> and everything's coming out. Like, excuse me? So, yeah, yeah, I feel bad for them. 
That's the totally. hardest thing in that scenario because I was like, it totally, you know, like it wasn't the actual devs and the people making the game like that oversold and promised. Yeah. So it's like, I feel so bad for them. I want to support them, but how do I not support the higher ups? Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, this just trash hierarchy that forces yeah. them to do this stuff and then, you know, tries to capitalize on it. It's like, you can't win as a consumer, really. I mean, I guess you still try to support them. You do your best or you, you keep an yeah. eye on it, right? You, you wish list it. Maybe you rebuy it after some patches and, and hope that it's come around. But yeah, it is a tough situation. That's why I'm glad I'm a solo indie and I don't have to deal with anybody <laughs> breathing yeah. down my neck telling me to get stuff done that I don't want to get done. You know? But even more than the cyberpunk fiasco that's bothered me personally is, you know, they're going to do the, they did the Witcher 3 upgrade. And it was awesome. And then they were planning another one for like, you know, the Gen 5 consoles. Great. And that mm-hmm. keeps getting bumped. And that's pissing me off more than the Cyberpunk thing because I'm ashamed to say this. I've never finished Witcher 3. I, I was waiting for the upgrades. And then they just keep announcing another upgrade. So it's like, I might as well just wait because it'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so. that's fair. I actually need to get back into it myself because I never played the, uh, the DLC. I put like 100 <laughs> hours into the yeah. main campaign. And then I did a second playthrough a while back where I put in another like <laughs> 70, but I stopped right. again before going to any of the DLC. And I hear it's amazing. And I'm sure that yeah. it is. Yeah. But I just haven't taken the time to jump and in. I bought it. both DLC, but I bought it like two, at least three times because like I have the Gwent pack <laughs> and the Witcher 3 Special Edition on the Xbox. And each one had like the cards that come with it. And then one mm-hmm. PlayStation's one of them had its own set of physical cards. I've got like all these Witcher game things. I've never played any of the DLC. So it's like nice. It's been like 100 or 200 hours the first time. I just like walked everywhere. I never like fast traveled to Skellige. I just sailed back yeah. and forth. I'm like, I need a good like five years before I redo this. And then now I have the DLC. I'm like, yeah you plan out a path along all the different question marks on the map you go okay i got to get back to novigrad all right i'm going to head west and i'm going to start around here i'm going to hit all i'm going to hit these nine on the way back (laughs) then you just never travel like you said blind and just find half of them and then i check the map before i can leave the area and then do a little cleanup yep but i i I spend way too many hours in online games like when uh satin screen black flag came out like 2013 I didn't try to finish the whole game, but when I beat the game, I had like 99.7 or 97.9% completion. I was like, mm, I need a wow. light. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that happens. You get hooked. I mean, I 100% at uh, Elden Ring. And I played that for way longer than wow. I think I probably should have. Because <laughs> I was, um, that, that game's it's a mixed bag for me. I love it. I, you know, like, I do think it's a masterpiece, but it's also, there's so much in it. And it's, no. Like I've, whenever I've played those games, like Dark Souls Three, I'm the kind of person where I'm going to find every single piece of hidden loot, every you know <laughs> illusory wall. I'm going to find it all because that's that's just a big part of my enjoyment for it. And Elden Ring is so massive that you do that, and it takes you. It took me like 180 hours to complete my first playthrough because I'm like I'm getting everything. I'm hitting every section of this map, and uh, and I did, <laughs> but it took a long time. <laughs> and it definitely wore me down by the end of it. That's awesome. So it's the, if, if you guys haven't played it, I've played it. Um, as actually, I think my first from software, you know, Dark Souls style game. And mm-hmm. I'm a gamer. I've been playing games forever, and I, I think I'm pretty good at it. But 
and I love the, the everything is beautiful. The characters are like a lot. I love like what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. those moments. But it's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, Elden Ring's actually the easier one of the the group that they put out just because you can sort of go and i I mean it it sort of some parts of it are harder than other parts like they've introduced this weird timing to a lot of the boss fights where it's Mm -hmm. like they're like oh i'm about to hit you it's coming (laughs) i'm winding up you ready oh done and then it's like you go "Ah, how am i supposed to prepare for something like that (laughs) so they hit you with that but then it's easier on the side that it's open world and you can go okay but i'll just come back to this guy once i'm a little bit stronger i'll go you know find some caves or something and and do all that but yeah but that's my bread and butter i love those kinds of games just uh, being punished and having to figure out how best to play and like develop new strategies I think my problem was like I have no frame of reference. I'm like, should I be fighting this guy or not? I don't yeah. know. Like, am I? Because there's no information at all. Like, yeah. I guess I should come very, back because I'm open. having a problem here. <laughs> but I'm sick of clearing out this oh. camp over and over. That comes. Yeah. That comes from like playing tons of games that aren't finished in the last like decade or so, yeah. and it's like I never really try to look stuff up when I'm playing a game. I try to figure it out, mm-hmm. but then lo and behold, playing Skyrim for I don't know how many million hours, you're like, oh, this is one of those bugs. Shit. Here goes four <laughs> yeah. hours, you know, and trying to play Fallout 4 and trying to get this Steel Brotherhood thing because you get this dropship, whatever. And there's an unfinishable yeah. quest if you like open this cabinet. And it's like, well, yeah, it's hard to, hard to know where you stand play. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to try the, the Dark Souls, but I'm like, I I don't really like replaying content when it's abusive. But I think that one mm-hmm. I like the idea because it's a challenge, but I didn't, it's kind of like I never got into Minecraft because it's like Lego the video game. And I'm either going right. to hate it or I'm never going to leave the computer. Like, <laughs> ever. Like, I would yeah. think I would get obsessed with a couple of those games. I'm like, just <laughs> no money. It happens. I, I've got friends with like, even though like Dark Souls 3 you know it's a single player game although there's online functionality like there is with Elden ring i've got friends that have like 800 hours in it because they'll just keep replaying it over and over which blows my mind because i love it and i've got a few hundred hours myself but every time i complete a run i'm like all right i'll you know i'll do this again maybe in like a year i'll get the itch to jump into it (laughs) but i have buddies who are just like all right let's go again i'm like you just beat it like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we yeah. just beat the final boss right now you're going to start up new game plus or start a new run through but it's just that kind of game and if you do jump into one i would recommend like dark souls 3 because Elden ring does have a lot of what the hell am i supposed to be doing right now you know like if you're if you're not used to that and, sort of and, thing and like a frame of reference yeah yeah there's nothing and it, it's interesting because in Elden ring when i started playing it they the one thing they do have to show you where you're supposed to go is on the map they have these like uh yellow beams of light leading from grace point to grace point for like the main story so i just started mm-hmm. following that initially and it brought me to a boss that turns out was like the boss of the whole first zone that i you're, think that's what expected, happened to me <laughs> yeah you're expected to clear out a lot of it before you beat him and i got there and i was like just another day in, in a souls game let's do it and you know, it took me like an hour and a half to beat him not realizing I was supposed to have done 10 other things before I got there, but, <laughs> but I enjoyed it anyway. Yeah. Well, nice. But yeah, it would be nice if they, uh, I mean, I guess they just say, you know, go do whatever you want. You know, that, that's the idea. But that was such a departure from the other Souls games, which is why I would recommend like a Dark Souls 3, because that's way more linear, right? There isn't just 
figure gotcha. it out. You're going, you can't really go in the wrong direction. You have to sort of move along the path they set for you. So it's always the appropriate challenge for where you are, which is, which is good. <laughs> nice. It's more like a tutorial for the Elden Ring then. Mm. Maybe I'll start with that someday. Like I get really addicted to the games and, and certain things, but there's certain things. We, um, we used to play Fantasy Star Online back in the Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. I had like 2,000 hours on one character. And then like when you look back <laughs> at the game now, it's kind of like, how <laughs> did I spend that much time? It was like one of the first online experiences. And I remember like my memory card got corrupted and I lost the character and I'm so pissed. Oh, that's brutal. And it's like just sitting there in the middle of the night. Yeah, you're, you're just like dejected. And then I'm like, well, I guess I better remake the same character. And then I sat there for like <laughs> three days without sleeping. Like, not even kidding. <laughs> Lightning struck a tree outside in our backyard and it fell and almost hit the house. I remember sitting there on the living room floor like day two going like, huh. And then just <laughs> yeah, my dad coming in and being like, he came out like, I don't remember if it was in the morning or what. And he's like, what happened to the tree? And I was like, oh, it fell over a couple hours ago. He's like, a couple <laughs> You didn't come get me? And I'm like, no, this is important. Like, I'm like brain dead. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have time I for get that right now, Dad. <laughs> yeah. But I did. Oh, yeah. This has got to be finished. That's funny. I have to be careful. <laughs> like, even Warcraft didn't hook me that hard. Warcraft no. never got me that hard either. I mean, I got into it, but it was, by the time mm. I stopped finishing it, or by the time I finished playing it, which was like six months after I started playing it, I was so burnt out on it that I couldn't play another game like that for like 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I tried a few. And I was like, "This is just Warcraft." I just see Warcraft in like every MMO I play now. With the yeah. you know, there's a few out there that set themselves apart, but I'm just like, I can't do this again. This whole loot treadmill, <laughs> just running the same content over and over thing, it just gets tedious yeah. after a while. And I, I, I love the art style in Warcraft. So every once in a while, I'll get the itch to go like start a character and just like hang out, like do the low level stuff. I don't care about doing the same content. But then it's like, yeah. I feel that. What do you I really like uh, the Horde stuff, like hanging out in Undercity. It's just like a cool mm -hmm. vibe. <laughs> so with the the video game aspect coming back to Bocce Ball, what mm -hmm. was the what was the main boss fight you had to do with with the game? <laughs> like, what was the biggest challenge that you came across? It's probably just the physics stuff in general, because like I said, it's it's okay. not really like one big thing. It's a lot of small things, and then having to tweak everything until it it feels right, you know. Because it's like I said, it's all smoke and mirrors. Like there's math involved, <laughs> and I throw that in there, you know, to try to get the best approximation of what it should do in real life. But then there's still tweaking beyond that because it's never perfect the way that uh, the systems can handle it. There's always some some bit of error there or some other feature that you have to end up tweaking and. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't mind it, but it's just time consuming. You know, it's just a yeah. lot of trial and error basically going, does that feel right? Nah, I should probably make this roll a little bit further or this thing should, it should bounce a little harder off that, that sort of thing until it, it does what I expect it to do basically. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just a, a lot of refining, but there's not so, much really because it's such a simple game. Like I said, throw yeah. some balls and get them close <laughs> to each other, keep track and let people talk to each other. That's pretty much <laughs> the whole game. Nice. Simple's good. Um, yep. So I don't know. 
you may not even know your plans for like how long you'll be working on this. I'm just kind of curious. So you've made kind of like a, I don't know if you'd call it action RPG or RPG with, um, I'm forgetting the name of the other game you made. Sorry. Vengeful Rights. Yeah. I guess you call <laughs> it an action Rights. RPG. Yep. And so now you've made like a, a social game, like mm-hmm. when you're kind of calling it quits on bocce ball, if that happens, maybe it won't. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any like other style you're looking to play or um, make or anything yeah, like got that? Or... Of, got a bunch of ideas for games I'd love to make. They, they sort of depend because the goal with bocce time, well, there's two goals, right? Obviously, I wanted to just make a bocce game primarily just for me and my friends because I remembered playing that one on PlayStation going, <laughs> oh, this would be awesome. This is This is such a perfect fit for VR. Like, I'm surprised mm-hmm. it's not already out there. So... I'll do it. And then uh, <laughs> got it made. And now the new goal with it now is I would love to get on uh, the official Oculus store, right? Like every game that's on app. Yeah. So if I can get on the official Oculus store, that'll be a game changer, both for the game and for me, because if I can, then this is total speculation. I could be wrong about this. My understanding is that it works kind of like a console where I'll be assigned a representative that I'll have communication with that I can uh, potentially pitch future games to. And if that's nice. the case, then I'll be able to go for, uh, you know, larger multiplayer things that require a player base, basically, you know, like a competitive style game, because I'll be able to get it on the store to begin with. And then I'll, you know, that just opens up my options a lot. But uh, yeah. either way, I think I'll, my next one will probably also be a multiplayer game. But there's the thing about multiplayer games that I like about them as a developer is like with Vengeful Rights, I loved making it but I can't really go back and play it and enjoy it fully. I mean, I still have fun with it because I like the combat and the the magic and all of that stuff, but I know every puzzle. I know every boss. I know the placement of every enemy and exactly what their brains are doing. So it's like, there's no, you know, there's not much for me to have to figure out, but multiplayer games like bocce, I can enjoy it just as much as the next person who plays it, right? Because it's just a a skill thing and social. So I really like uh, developing that so I can actually fully enjoy the thing I've made instead of like a, a sort of watered down version of it. That makes sense. Yep. So I'm always curious with VR in general, because um, I know most devs are the same where they probably have like hundreds of ideas in their head and while they're working on one thing, they're thinking of a couple other. Mm-hmm. Have you had any ideas that you're like, this would be great, I just got to finish this. And then by the time, either by the time you have like more time to start the next project or has a time come with the uh, actual VR is like a, like just the hardware, like changed enough to where you're like, Oh, I can't do that anymore. Or I'd have to change a bunch of stuff. Like, has it grown too fast or not fast enough or. Um, I don't think it's grown too fast, but there are th- like, it was sort of unfortunate timing with like vengeful rights because I started working on it in late 2017 like the beginning of 2018 and the quest hadn't been announced yet and had it been had i known about it that would have been a huge factor in the development of the game because i would have obviously tried to make it so that i could work on that if possible yeah and uh i didn't because it was like it had already been out for like a year by the time the quest came out so that changed things but uh i don't really i don't have much issue with just staying laser focused on something i'm like I'm the type of person I obsess over it. So it's not done until it's done. And gotcha. then, <laughs> so I might have like a, a thought. All that said, Bocce actually was the thing that pulled me away from something else. Cause after 
bench full, right? So it was, uh, I was like, all right, I need to brush up on certain things. You know, I need to learn how to do better lighting and visuals and stuff in, uh, in my games. And also I want to learn to do multiplayer because I had never made a multiplayer game before this. And uh, I st- actually started on a non-VR game, which was going to be sort of a uh, like tabletop co-op RPG roguelike kind of thing. And I was having cool. fun with it, but then I started playing a lot of Walkabout, and I was like, oh, Bocce would be perfect for VR. And I was like, I can make that way faster than I could make this <laughs> this other uh, non-VR game I was talking about. Like, I could pump Bocce out in like a couple of months. And uh, so I just totally switched over to that, because making games in VR is just so much cooler also than the non-VR <laughs> games. Like, the non-VR, I was like, oh, this will have, you know, a, potentially a much larger market that it's available to because so few people have VR in reality, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you include the quest, like compared to the Steam, it's still single percentage points of the market. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the bocce thing pulled me away. I was like, I can knock that out quick. I know it's going to be fun because as long as, long as I don't mess it up, like if I can do a, <laughs> a faithful recreation of bocce and have it have sort of the same social aspect of walkabout, and that same ease of use, then it'll be fun. So I'm just going to jump into that. And I'm glad I did because I'm having a lot of fun with it and it seems like a lot of people are enjoying it. Yeah. I, I have a blast. Like I've only played actual humans a couple times so far. I've played a lot of AI because I just pop in when I have, you know, 20 minutes and sure. do a match. And it's, I, I really enjoy it. Like I, I can't fathom. I mean, I know there's reasons and stuff, but like it looks so good. It plays so well. Like I don't know why like meta doesn't reach out to devs like you when you have such a good product more like can we put this on the store instead of like you having to like fight for it it just blows my mind yeah it's unfortunate that it used to be that you could apply for the main store directly yeah. and then they would have their whole sort of interview process and go through it and they would let you know you know whether or not it was a good fit but they got they did away with that like a year and a half ago pretty, pretty shortly after the quest 2 came out i think and now it's just yep. unless you have a contact at oculus directly or a publisher maybe that can get in contact with them you pretty much just have to go the app lab route and hope that they take notice and i have no idea what's required for them to take notice i, I think it's like uh, a certain number of sales or or reviews if you're uh, a free-to-play game but once you sure. hit a certain point i assume then they get a flag in their system that says hey take a look at this and consider maybe if it would be a good fit but i really do feel like this game is a, an absolutely perfect fit for the main store. It's just super casual, simple. You know, yeah. it, it runs well. Like you said, it, it's it's easy to understand and play. And, uh, people, are, a fair amount of the people who are playing the game that are in our Discord, which you should join, by the way, because it makes it a lot easier if you want to find people to play with. You're looking for group channel and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a fair amount of people who play it are, you know, older folks. They're like, we've got like people in their 70s that are playing the game because it's such a, a simple <laughs> concept can you figure out how to release a button to throw a ball then you're good like it's not yeah there's not much to it so i really feel like it's uh it's a perfect fit for the main store and hopefully if the game continues to do pretty well they will eventually reach out i've actually seen a few games just recently get brought over to the main store so that gives me hope yeah, yeah. such a and it was funny because you know app lab was kind of their like they kind of worked with side quests to bring things over and they're like oh here's our app lab and as soon as that popped up that that process you were talking about i think it was yeah. right at the same time or that oh we're done with that just go to app lab yeah. and we'll we'll let you know 
<laughs> yeah, I think it was just a uh, same time thing, which is really unfortunate. I mean, I understand it because everybody yeah. wants to be on the quest, right? It's basically like the switch of VR. Yep. <laughs> so like there would be too much for them to try to, I'm sure they're getting thousands of games, you know, every I would year. be curious because I have heard this from other people is like not insider information or anything, but like kind of overheard conversations. Like when you, you know, go to like customizable avatars and that, I think that mm -hmm. is one thing they look at. I've heard. I'm not so, sure if it is or not, but I feel like yeah. that could definitely be a factor. Like, I can totally see them looking at it now and seeing these pill people and as endearing as they are, you know, <laughs> going, yeah, that's not really the quality threshold we're trying to promote yeah. on our, uh, our main store. So I'm, but, I'm hoping you're right. And once this park is in and the character customization yeah. that they'll, they'll give it another look, or like I said, maybe it is a sales threshold thing and hopefully we'll reach that. We'll see what happens. But I mean, their avatars are shit. So <laughs> <laughs> That's like, fair. I would take rough. your avatars over there. Like I, I, I play a lot of like the four VR games, the bowling and the darts, and I'm, you know, the cornhole hasn't come out yet, and, and I can mm -hmm. say this without getting in trouble. I've been playing that a lot lately, and I fucking hate Meta's avatars so much. And those games use them, and the games yeah. are great, but it's it's so hard to like look at myself in those games i'm like <laughs> i haven't actually used uh meta's avatars but yeah i don't plan to go with oh, that anyway just because the game's cross play right so ideally yeah. you want people to be able to to play yeah. and look like each other whether they're on steam or yeah. or oculus or wherever it might be it's just if that is a thing like i mentioned it's just like hypocritical because there's are just shit like <laughs> i can't stand them <laughs> like i yeah. i rarely like get down on something i'm mostly positive like anyone we talk to and all that but those fucking avatars <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll get better just see uh your boy zuck you know what it was like a week yeah. ago they, he put out that little screenshot of him in front of the eiffel tower with the old avatar he had there and people were like this is trash why would you show this and yeah. you know, like two days later he was like no no i swear we can do it better look here this is a new version a lot better right and we're like yeah all right i guess that's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's they're at the end of the day they're just avatar but avatars but people like just from guests we have like avatars are a huge thing and i i get it but i don't like i don't care these are fine to me like but <laughs> fair yeah i'm kind of the same way a, or i think it's it's like a, it make him hideous yeah on the priority list like avatars yeah. are pretty low for me right like yeah. i mean i like them too and being able to customize it but it's like once you for me once i customize it i'm never going to look at it again right? like, yep. it doesn't really matter that's for other people like sure yeah. it's cool if i look cool or you know and like but, walkabout i want to have the cool clubs and cool balls because yeah. i'm looking at that stuff at least but as exactly. far as the avatar goes i don't really <laughs> mind so much which is why it's yeah. not in bocce time to start because like i said you know so many people don't even know what bocce is and i was mm. like this game might just not sell at all right so i'm not gonna spend a month or a few weeks putting in customizable avatars when no one's going to end up buying the game anyway. And if I need to, I could just scrap that. And then when the game comes out, if it doesn't sell, at least I didn't waste time on that. And if it does, then I'll, yeah. you know, I'll add that in a later update. Cause I don't think anyone is really too upset about having a jelly bean for a head. You know, like if you're <laughs> no. playing the game, you don't really care what your head yeah. looks like. It's fine. Yeah. I was yeah, thinking it's fun, but it's function over form at that point. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I was just shocked. One of those games at first, like you had to use those avatars and I'll shut up after this, I promise. But <laughs> I got something that looks somewhat like me, not even close really, but as close as I could get. Mm-hmm. I could not find one single piece piece of clothing at all that I would wear in real life. Like none of it. Like it's all, I don't know if I want to say douchebaggy, but sure. douchebaggy clothing like in my opinion. Like... That, the peacock style, you know, because that's yeah. the whole point of an avatar, right? You want it to stand out and be, uh, be eye-catching, yeah. I guess. You're not going to wear just, just like, like I don't... white polo. I couldn't even just find like a t-shirt and jeans. Like it was just all this stuff. I'm like, I, I would never wear any of this. I hate this. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, I think anyway. the avatars when I make them for botch time will be like uh, walkabout, where it's you'll you'll have basically like a collar, maybe some shoulders, but you're not really going to even have like shirts yeah. <laughs> and all that. It'll just be a head, probably <laughs> like you know some glasses, options, different hairstyles, maybe some hats, and then that'll that'll be the bulk of it. Avatars can add a lot of fun, but again, it's like you don't see yourself, especially in the other words. Um, we just started working with Market VR. What was that app they're in? Uh, alt space. Alt space. Thank you. I keep thinking, yeah, everything's VR chatter. Yeah, alt space. Mm-hmm. And the avatars in alt space are really neat. And I think I did a really good job on mine, but then I forgot yeah. about it. I just don't. <laughs> it doesn't. Nah. But to yeah, be fair, fine. like uh, Wookie and I are brothers. For anyone that didn't know that, um, when we hang out in VR, like like right now, I feel like I'm in the same room you guys, like you're saying, and we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I always feel that like that with Wookie because in real life he's nowhere near me anymore he lives down south I live up north but when he did have an alt space that avatar looked a lot like him like I it, it did make more of a connection with me just mm-hmm. you know felt like that even more like I was next to my brother even more sounds silly but it's not so I mean no, it, it is kind of for other people way. but that's the but thing that's, like, that's it's like you know the, the cream on top you gotta get the shit from yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah i preach that all the time because i've seen so many games just try to throw a ton of stuff at you all at once and none of it is up to par and then you go oh you know it would be better if you just focused on the core of the game here and just got that (laughs) you know pristine and then put in the other stuff that nobody that doesn't really matter as much nobody's playing something long term for avatar customization you yeah. know like you're like, like you look said, at my you, cool you stupid hip-hop briefly. shoes but i can't yeah. get past the loading screen <laughs> yeah you do it briefly and then you're done like i've spent way too many hours playing rocket league and customizing <laughs> my car is like an afterthought at most yeah. right I've, I've spent maybe two two hours of my entire you know several thousand <laughs> hours playing the game messing with my car and i couldn't care less about it honestly it's just like yeah it looks kind of cool and then i never think of it again you got folks in the core like, I'm a huge person. I love character customization. Don't get me wrong. We don't have avatars here yet. But like, something like Black Desert Online, I remember girlfriend wanted to try that. So we were tinkering with it. And I made two characters. And they look fucking cool. The character creator in that game is like top notch. Some yeah. of the combat, it's almost like fighting game combat. So instead of having to memorize like all these 50 keys, you can just use some combos. But the rest of the game was so complicated. I'm like... Damn it! I can I have the game installed still to this day, and I even do keep like bringing the update because they like delete your stuff when they come out with certain updates. They were emailing me, so I just launched the game every once in a while just not to lose those characters because the customizer so well. But it's like, yeah, yeah. I remember when it uh, 
when it came out, there was a lot of videos of people recreating like various celebrities in the character yeah. creation because they were like, look at this is that's Angelina Jolie. That's her. She's right there. She's in the game. And it's like, yeah, you can do a browser thing, just yeah, like and like, yeah, you can you can browse other people's character submissions. You can like share it to the community. Oh, that's and cool. Like, it was like Brad Pitt and shit. I'm like, what the? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, it's your boy Heihachi wait, from wait. Uh, Tekken. He's in there now. Yeah. Was it Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt? Are we talking here? Or Uh-oh. I just don't know that movie. <laughs> Get out of my face. I almost don't want to play it when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more like Snatch. I have no idea. Oh, that's cool, too. Like, uh... Yeah, Snatch Brad Pitt is among the best Brad Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I want to get him. He's got a fucking wheel. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what topics haven't we covered yet? Yeah. <laughs> we've been everywhere. I don't know. I feel like we've, we've run the gambit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've kind of hit our hour and we can always talk forever, but we don't want to like hog your day, but yeah, same. Is there anything we didn't get to that you wanted to chat about, about anything VR or the game or? Uh, no, not really. Nothing comes to mind. I mean, I guess I should probably do the uh, responsible solo developer <laughs> thing and plug my other, <laughs> my other, you know, say vengeful rights is uh, it's on sale right now on steam. If you have nice. a, a gaming PC you could play on. It's a, I think it's awesome. And uh, you know, it's well, well reviewed. I think it's like 94% positive on steam. So wow. check yeah. it out. There's a free demo, you, you know, carries right into the main game if you decide to play it. And uh, yeah, it's about it. And check out Bocha time. Tell your friends, you know, leave a, leave a review or a rating if you haven't yet. That helps a lot. Yeah. Um, links to both games on all platforms will be in the show notes of the video and audio, whatever you're listening or watching. Um, Appreciate if anyone it. ever needs a human to play, uh, if I'll try to get your Discord link too and get that in the notes. Yeah, absolutely, button. I should have plugged that too. Definitely, or hit us up Discord, here, especially if you want to go into a tournament. Yeah. Ooh. Or hit us up here. Well, I'll play anytime. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> cool. fun to hang out. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I play uh, with the playtest or let's talk Oculus guys. We play a lot of games every now and then, oh, so yeah. yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they're cool dudes. We talk I mean what after we did that uh podcast for them, which was like a half hour, right? We talked mm-hmm. for another half hour just chilling out yeah. there. So, <laughs> You're very cool. Dude. Dudes. It kind of feels like I've never gotten to talk to you. BJ's gonna talk to you, but like after about ten minutes it felt like I've already known you. Like <laughs> Yeah, I'm a pretty open book, I think. You know, I'm just <laughs> Well, you said Witcher three, so Wookiee's nerd boner went yeah. off and it's well, like that, but like it, yeah, it just feels like you're very familiar to me already. So. Fair. Just want to hang out. So. Yeah, just chilling. <laughs> I had a good time just hanging out, just shooting the shit. Barely. I feel like, I mean, we talked a lot about the game, but most of the conversation seems like it was just general banter about uh, just gaming <laughs> and being gamers and development. Yeah, the fun part. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. It's probably hard to explain in like every bit of how you made everything in the game versus just like plugging the cool points and why people should play and go discover it. Yeah. Then what do you be super boring for, for people too who are in the <laughs> development to be like, oh, this is my locomotion code. If you're interested, this is how I yeah. just <laughs> pop up some C sharp. This is the yeah, collision just maker. Have Visual Studio <laughs> pop up, just walk you through line by line. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd be over here like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A lot of people would be. I'm sure some people would be interested in that sort of stuff, especially, you know. Oh, yeah. Would be devs. I know a lot of people want to get into indie development, which you absolutely should if you have an opportunity to. I love it. I can't imagine doing anything else now, except maybe not being indie, maybe working on a team. But I love the <laughs> lifestyle of being able to just work on something myself and not have to feel rushed or ever have crunch, you know, unless I do it to myself. But I yeah, tend I not to. I have to imagine, like, you release this game and you're like, I fucking did this. Like, Maybe not a hundred percent, but at least ninety or so. I don't know, but like, that does happen. I fucking sometimes. created that. <laughs> it does happen sometimes when I'm playing with my buddies and having a good time. I'm like this is awesome. It's like I just like I'm just having fun <laughs> playing this game. Oh, and I made it. Like that's really cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you guys have such fun playing it, like that just has to be mind blowing. I would think to be like, hey guys, I was, can we take a moment? Like if I didn't make this, we wouldn't be having this fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, if you could just praise me for a moment, if we could just take a second and just realize from that now, I did this yeah. for you, you're welcome. <laughs> from now on, when I enter the game, I need a little chance for at least you know a little, a couple seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. you ever, uh, sorry, would, would you ever put that in the game? Like, recognizes your account only, and like people. You I was hear, just like, going to say that. Yeah, every time I load in now, I'll have a crown. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with the character customization in there? And they go, oh, where'd you get that cool crown? You're like, oh, super exclusive. You and you just push a button and all their balls go flying off the court. You're yeah, like, just that packs. Yeah. Just, I, I throw the ball, it just disappears and then just spawns sitting on top of the Polino perfectly stationary. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, crack. Pretty good. It'd be a, a fun game mode or at least a fun option for someone's taking too long. Like, um, like kind of a rush mode where like you got to throw it quick because your ball will explode or something like that. Like, <laughs> I was thinking about something similar, not necessarily the, the time thing. That's pretty good. But I was like, oh, it'd be cool to add a mode where like if you just hit somebody else's ball hard enough, it just, just demolishes it. Just like just take it right out of Rocket League. Just a demo and be like, yeah, that blocker's in the way. So I'm going to destroy it. <laughs> like, that would be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. So, All right. A lot, well, a lot of possibilities. Yeah. Again, we we always keep guests way after we finish, so we'll try not to do that. It's <laughs> fair. But again, everyone try this game. It is fun on either Quest or PC. Like it works well on both. I highly recommend it. And again, <clears throat> um, <laughs> click the link, try it out. We'll play with you. Play the demo. <laughs> is there a demo yeah, for this? Play one? a demo for Vengeful yeah. Rights for sure. You got nothing Vengeful to lose, and it's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks right, everyone well, for hanging out watching. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Take care. Th- thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, anytime. Well, my right hand is dead. <laughs> I got you. <laughs>